Hallelujah. How many know God knows what he's doing? God knows what he's doing. He's got it. You know, uh, uh, I like Psalms 119, verse 165. It says, great peace have those that love thy law. Nothing can offend them. Great peace. Great peace. We're not talking about a little bit of peace. We're talking about great peace. We're talking about massive peace. We're talking about peace that you can't even measure. We're talking about a level of peace that when your friends see you with that much peace, they think you no longer care. Hello, somebody. You know, remember Jesus in the boat? Don't you care that we're dying? He's just resting. He just was in peace. You know, when you're in that position of peace, it looks like you don't care. Now, I'm not talking about some fake thing. You know, uh, have, have you seen that thing that says, I'm like a duck? You know, above the water, I look cool, calm, and collected, but under the water, I'm paddling like crazy. Can't say what it really said. The one I remember, I saw it. I couldn't say that. But uh, uh, I'm not talking about faking it. I'm talking about a real peace that passes all understanding. I don't understand it, but, man, I got some peace. Great peace. Immeasurable peace. Man, you, you got to understand this, that, that that's available to you. In the middle of, of, of insanity. Wow. I got peace. Just got peace. It's, you know, it's, 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 it's so... It's so tempting to ask God to speak to the storm. But what good does it do God to speak to the storm if he can't speak to you? You know, man, hey, maybe before he speaks to the storm, you ought to permit him to speak to you. Great peace have those that love thy law. Man, his word. you got a relationship with his word. You need a relationship with the word of God. You need to realize that that book is not a recording of things he said. But it's, it's what he's saying. He's still saying, it's still speaking. Man, his word is speaking. It, it, it's, not, it's not stories of things that happen. No, it's enlightenment to what's still happening. You, you get a relationship with that word, man. It changes everything. And you got to have it because this is how we live. This is, man, if you're a Christ follower, don't, don't settle for just attending services. Which I think doing here, that's, they rock. But there's got to be more to it than this. Because, you know what? The storms don't actually hit me in here. You know, it's when I leave the property. Right? Is it, come on, somebody. It's, it's, when, it's when I'm, you know, dude, you know, I'm the preacher. And at my house, sometimes the wind is blowing. You know, hey, I need peace outside of this building. And, and the deal is, is that God, God will produce it for you. Think about it. Great and measurable peace have those who've got a real relationship with the word. And nothing, no thing, not one single thing can cause them to be offended. And you, I know what you're thinking. Well, so, so it won't be made angry. No, that's not what it means. It, it means to be taken off the end, to be off-ended. See, God has a desired end for you. Jeremiah 29, 11, in the King James, it says, it says, I know the thoughts that I have for you. Not the thoughts of good, not evil, right? Thoughts of good, not evil, to give you an expected end. In the message, it says, God knows what he's doing. God knows what he's doing. He's got it all planned out. How many of you know that God's got it, right? He, God's got it. Well, if you really know that, it's, it's a lot easier to have peace when you know, hey, God's got it all planned out.
He's got it, he's got it all planned out. And he, he's going to give you the future that you hope for, right? He, he, he's getting that expected end. You can't be taken off the end with, this, with the kind of peace that God wants to produce in your life. I'm talking about that immeasurable peace that God wants you to possess. He wants you to own it. And, but, but you, you know, in order to get it, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not just simply listening to the word, you know, because when we think of hearing the word, we just think of listening. But it's, it's not just listening, but it's hearing, it's, it's, it's it coming alive on the, it's receiving it. Right? It's like David said, I hear, I receive, I love, and I obey. I hear it. I hear it to the point. That's why you got to keep meditating it. That's why you got to read it and repeat it and read it and repeat it until you can receive it. Because once you receive, oh, dude, that's mine. That's mine. Great peace. Have the, do you know what damage you can do to the devil in the middle of a storm when you're walking around and instead of talking about the storm, you're talking about your peace? Don't look at me with that tone of voice. You know, everybody's like, man, check this out, man. The, 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 this life of faith, okay, this God life, the, the, the God life that Jesus came to connect us to, it's not a different level of life. It's a different lifestyle altogether, okay? And, and, and this life, man, is directed by the Word of God. Without the Word of God, you're not going to have the results of God because you need God's words so you have God's thoughts, right? So you can have God's... Emotions, so that your emotions will line up with the will and purpose of God, so that your choices will line up, so that your actions will line up, so that your, you know, your, your habits can be developed and line up, so that your character lines up, so that that's what ties you to the expected end that he had for you in the beginning. And if you love, if you, if you can just get a relationship with the word of God, okay, it's going to tie you to that end. Nothing can off-end you. Nothing can take you off the end. It doesn't say that, Stuff won't happen. It doesn't say you're never gonna you're never gonna have a bad day. It doesn't stay. You know the Bible doesn't teach us, and we're not trying to inform you that if you if you get God life that you'll have only life, not death. No, it's not the absence of death. It's just more life than death. It's more peace than chaos. See, chaos might still be present, but man, the peace it it passes that. And this is where God's wanting to pull you into this place where, where, where it's just like, man, right, right in the middle, right in the middle of the storm. I mean, you, you can just, you can just sense his presence is with you, that you're not alone, man. And he's got this. He knows what he's doing. Look at somebody and tell him, God knows what he's doing. See, the problem is that even though he knows what he's doing, we don't have a clue. Right? A lot of times, we don't know what's up. Right? You know, we're looking around thinking, there ain't no way God can work. Come on. You, you guys all know, especially you guys have been around for a while, you know that there were moments that you looked at that mess and said, there ain't no way God can use this. And now you look back and you realize, oh, now I see it. Right? And, and that's what this life of faith Remember, the just shall live by faith. That's what this faith thing's kind of about. It, because he's leading us. He's leading us by the Spirit. And, 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 and in a way, you know, uh, we walk not by sight, but by faith. Right? Which means sometimes we walk in blind. Because he's taking us to a place that we wouldn't even recognize because we, we don't know what it looks like. You know, our understanding, uh, you know, uh, the environment that we grew up in, the, the, the experiences that we've had, you know, aren't, aren't in alignment with the end that he declared. He's changing some things in us 
that'll tie us to the, to the end result, to the expected end that he has for us. And yet sometimes you and I, what we do is we pray, we fast, we even give offerings, hoping that God will, will change the circumstances. But what God needs to have freedom to do is not, he, he's not trying to change the path to the end that the person's headed on. He's trying to change the person on the path. Right? So he, he needs permission to work in you. He, he needs the ability. To, he, needs, he needs the ability to change the way you think. You have to let that happen. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ. You have to let it. See, you can't dig your heels in. I know people who have spent their entire life, you know, just all their effort, all their energy, all their resource, just, just in an effort to prove they're right. And nobody else even cares. You know, it's just, it's just like some argument thing that they got going on. And, and there's a, there's a, we have some tendencies that can really mess us up. I said we have some tendencies. Man, I'm looking at people with tendencies. You, look at somebody. Tell them, you've got some tendencies. Man, I, I, you know what? We, we, we need to let God change these things in us. Check this out. Ephesians chapter 2, and I, and I just want to read for a minute uh, out of the Amplified. And you, he made alive. Somebody say, thank you. You know, because uh, God is working in you, and God has a plan for you, and now God has made you alive. And just remember, man, that, that, that you is not just you, it's you. Okay, and, and you, he made alive when you were dead in your trespasses and sins. At one time, you walked habitually. You were following the course and the fashion of this world. You were under the sway of, of the tendency of this present age. See, we've got some tendencies. That's why Romans 12, 2 said, Yeah, man, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed. Let God renew your mind. And, and Because we, we were under the sway of the tendency of this present age, following the prince of the power of air. You were obedient you were obedient to and under the control of the demon spirit that still constantly works in the sons of disobedience, the careless, the rebellious, and the unbelieving. And let me tell you something about the careless, the rebellious, and the unbelieving. Most of those guys go to church. Man, if you're not careful, if, you, if you're not alert, you'll be one of those guys. You'll be the careless. You can care less about what God's doing. Right? Hello? You, you, you'll be the rebellious. I'm not lining up with that. You'll be the, I don't believe that's the plan of God. You, hey, be careful. You don't want to get there. It says, among these, we as well as you, we all once lived there and conducted ourselves in the passions of our flesh. Our behavior was governed by our corrupt and sensual nature, obeying the impulses of the flesh and the thoughts of the mind, our cravings dictated by our senses and our dark imaging, imaginings. We were then by nature children of God's wrath and heirs of his indignation like the rest of mankind. But God... But God, man, this is the good part. This is the shouting line. But God, woohoo! Thank God that He's interrupted your journey. So rich in His mercy because of and in order to satisfy the great and wonderful and intense love with which He loves us. He loves us. He loves us. Man, man, there's a point here that you got to get. You were dead. But he loves us. Us. 
Okay? Uh, but God, so rich in his mercy, he loved us even when we were dead by our own shortcomings and trespasses. He made us alive together. He made us alive together in fellowship and in union with Christ. He gave us the very life of Christ himself, the same new life with which he quickened him. He gave us, I I need you to get your mind out and wrap it around this, okay? That he gave us the same life that raised Christ from the dead, okay? He gave it to us. The same new life with which he quickened him, first by grace that you're saved, delivered from judgment and made partakers of Christ's salvation. And he raised us up together with him and made us sit down together, giving us joint seating with him in the heavenly sphere by virtue of our being in Christ. Have you noticed that there's been a shift from a singular to a plural? That you were dead, but he's raised us up. Let me tell you something about the us. See, see, we know that if we're going to live by faith, faith comes by hearing, so we've got to hear the word. We got, okay, that's, that's number one. We've got to hear the word. But number two, you, 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 57 times in the New Testament alone, it says one another. Love one another, pray for one another, encourage one another. You can't do God life by yourself. So, you know, okay, so if I'm going to live by faith, how do we do it? You know, here's the problem that I see is the just shall live by faith. The problem is, though, is that the just don't know how that works. So, so, so what we're trying to do is enlighten you and show you, well, this is how we do it, okay? We, we take God's word and we let it come alive inside of us, but we don't do it alone. We do it with us, okay? There's two things that God's doing in the earth today. He, he, is, he, he is growing his kingdom, advancing his kingdom, and he's growing his people, he, he, he's, a, he's, building, he's building his kingdom. I'm going to tell you something. You might not care about church attendance. God does. Because he's advancing, he's growing his kingdom. Okay? Jesus, you know, God loved the world, but Jesus died for the church. Hello, somebody. I got two really kind of shaky amens there. You, you, got, you got to get this. On your own, Man, you're, you, 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 you paralyze yourself. You're, you're paralyzed, okay? You, you can't do by yourself what we can do together. And we got, we got to understand, there's a reason God's surrounded you with us. Well, think about it this way. Think, think, think of, okay, there, there's an expected end. There's a future that God has for us, okay, for us. Think about it this way. Uh, you, got the bo- you got a cake box, and on the, on, the, on, the, on the box itself, there's a picture. And it's, it always looks pretty stinking good, in my opinion. You know, it's, it, it's, it's uh, uh, wonderful, okay? And you're looking at the picture on the box. What is that? That's a picture of your future, okay? That's a picture of the future. On the box, there are directions. And if you follow the directions, you can have the future that's pictured on the box. All you're lacking are the ingredients. Okay, so we have a picture of a future that God has, and he's given us the directions. But we are the ingredients. Okay, and, and, and some of you guys, some of you guys, uh, you, you, know, uh, you know, think about it. Think about the different, the different flavors. 
that are in the room? Huh? Different, you know, uh, you know, you, 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 you know, hey, if you get up next to Shelby, you're getting sweet. Okay? Just loving and sweet. You get up next to me, not so much sweet. Don't be afraid. I won't hurt you. But it's a different flavor. To get the end, the expected end, you need all the ingredients. Okay? We need each other. You know, we keep saying together, we're better. Well, if you didn't have together, you're dud. You just, you, you know, together we're better, but by yourself, you're paralyzed. Check this out. He raised us up. Let's, let's just, uh, let's drop down to 10. Here's a very familiar verse, uh, Ephesians 2.10. For we are his handiwork, his workmanship. We are. Recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do the good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us. See, if you go after this thing on your own, you're missing it. You, you, you got it. Are you, are you picking this up? For we are his handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we might do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us. Man, this is, a, this is about us. This is not about a, a, a singular you. This is, this is, there's, something, there's something in this life of faith that demands that you connect. It's members of a body, right? So if we're going to live by faith, you're not going to do it alone. Look at 2 Timothy 1.9. It says, for God saved us and called us to live a holy life. He did this not because we deserved it, because that was his plan from before the beginning of time to show us his grace through Christ. It's about us. There's something about us. That, and let me tell you something. That there's, there's something the enemy sees about us, and that's why he, it makes it so he attacks us so much. Yeah, there's something in relationship that, that's constantly under attack. Why? Because, well, you know, if any two of you agree, man, there's power in agreement. There, there, you know, if one can put 1,000, two can put 10,000, and three, you know, good Lord. You, you know, there, there's some power that the enemy doesn't want us to tap into if he could just get us to, to, to separate. But what you have to do is you've got to quit trying to live like you're saved and now start living like you're called. Okay? You've got li- to live like you're called. You've got to accept the call. Okay? You've got to accept the call. And I, I just want to give you real quick, this is not my message tonight, but I thought I'm going to throw this in. I want to give you a couple of points about your calling because this is probably the number one question that we in ministry get. It, it has to do with people and their calling. And how do I know, you know, what about my calling? How do I know what my calling is? And, 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 and am I called? Yeah, you're called. Okay? We are all called. But let me give you some pointers about your calling. Number one is that your calling, it ain't about a place or a position. It's about, it's about the person and the people that God's called you to be. Okay? It, it, it's, not, it's not, well, well, I, well, I have a call in my life, so I'm going to get that position. No, it's, no, it's who you're going to be. It, it, who you be will determine everything that you do. 
So you just got you got to understand, man. This calling, he, this this is this is you, okay? The, and 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 it's a calling is never passive; it's active. It's it's active. It ain't waiting for something else to happen, okay? It's active. It's right now. It's right now. You, okay, you're called to, well, you know, uh, you've heard those statements. Well, uh, I would if I could, but I can't, so I won't, right? I would if I could. Well, they, but the Bible teaches go in the strength that you have. Come on, get, get with it right now. What's in your hand? What's in your hand? Use that. Well, I'm waiting for something. No, you can't sit around waiting. Uh, uh, well, uh, you, know, I, you know, I'm in high school or something, and, and, and later in life, well, tomorrow, the problem with that is tomorrow never comes. See, it just never shows up. Because then you start thinking, well, when I get married, and then, then I'm going to really launch it. And then you get married, and then it's like, well, when we have some kids, and then you have kids, and then you say, well, when they go to college, and then they go to college, and then you're broke, and you can't do anything. And so, you know, you got to get started on it, and you got to be active, and your calling is, is, is not future tense, it's present tense. It's now, it's right now, and the most important thing is that your calling is not singular, it's plural. It's never just about you. If you go to Acts chapter 3, check this out, in Acts chapter 3, it's a very, very familiar story, and it's the day that Peter and John Peter and John are, are headed to the temple together, okay? Peter and John, a couple of guys with very, very different perspectives, okay? These guys are not similar. Peter is loud and brash, and John's laid back and quiet, but they're going together. So in other words, you can have a different perspective, but still be tied to the same purpose. So let me say that again. You have a different perspective, but be tied to the same purpose. You might have a much different perspective than I do. You probably do. But we're still tied to the same purpose, okay? And so we, we, we got we to gotta give each other a little bit of room there because uh, the deal is is that we, we, we have to work together, right? And, and, and yeah, but, but I'm uncomfortable around you. I, I've heard that before once or twice. I get uncomfortable around you. Well, here's the deal, is that anybody that you're super comfortable with can't help you grow. So if you're going to grow, you're going to have to be willing to get around people that make you uncomfortable. And that's really what relationships are all about. Even, even the people you're comfortable with bring stuff to the surface in you so it can be dealt with. That was the whole deal in the garden when, when God looked at Adam and he said, this is not working out him being alone. He's made in my image and my likeness, but he's, he ain't acting like me because everything's about him. We got to bring somebody onto the scene to bring this to the surface. So he knocks out Adam. Adam wakes up. There's Eve. And immediately the thing in Adam comes to the surface and he's got to deal with it. Relationship always brings things to the surface so you can deal with it. It's not that those people are all really all that crazy. I mean, they are, but that's not the issue. The issue is why is that bothering you? You know, there, there's people going up and down the streets everywhere, and where are they going? We don't care until we're in the car with them, right? Until you're doing life with them. And then people that never bothered you at all, suddenly their idiosyncrasies begin to eat at you. Why? Because it's something in you that's coming to the surface. It ain't about them. And about the time you finally recognize, dude, this is me. I, I, I got a breakthrough. I, I prayed through that thing. And then you get in the car with them, and they don't ever do that thing that drove you nuts again. It's about growing you. Okay? And, and Peter, Peter and John, you know, they're, they're, they're about 3 o'clock, and they're headed down there to pray. And, and verse 2 says that uh, there's a guy that gets carried every day. 
every day he gets carried and he gets sat down by the gate beautiful. He's been lame from his birth. And there's people, there's people who help him out, okay? There's people who carry him, but they can only carry him so far. And there's people in your world that are good people, but they can only carry you so far. And I'm going to tell you something, that you might be one of the people that has been carried, but God doesn't want you to stay in that position. That is not the end that he's declared for you at the beginning. That is, that is not the expected end, that you would be the guy sitting there with your hand out. That, no, that, that, that paralyzed position is not what God has for the people in his kingdom. So, so you got you, you got to get this thing, man. Think about it. This guy's he, he's at a, he's at a place called beautiful, but he's in an ugly position. He he he's got an ugly situation at a place that's beautiful. He he he's close enough to where it's all taken place, man. He's close to where the action is at, but he but he's unable to participate. And think about how many of us in our life, that's where we are. There's a certain place in our life where we don't get to participate in what's really going on. And we're sitting there and we can see it and we can hear it. But you reach a point where, you know what? I don't want to read any more books about people who are ringing the bell. I want to ring the bell myself. Hello, somebody. You know, and there's something on the inside of you that says, you know what? I'm just kind of sick and tired of being sick and tired. I, 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 want, the, I want something something, somebody to, to walk through my situation and, and, and bring forth some change and, and some power and some healing. See, he's got all these people who are helping him. He's got all these people helping him. But sometimes the people trying to help are actually getting in the way of you getting healed. Don't... Okay. Buckle up, Betty. Don't, don't be a, a person that's trying to help so much that you're not letting people get healed. See, let, let me just share this with you. A lot of times, uh, uh, you know, what we end up doing, one of the things that sabotages our future is that we make decisions to protect our feelings instead of decisions that will protect our future. You don't want your, your choices to be based off of what's going to protect your feelings. See, a lot of times we help people because of how we feel. You know, uh, this, is, this is really apparent with parents. There are times when you don't need to be helping the kids. This is awesome. You should see your faces especially the faces of the kids. But uh, th- there, are, there are moments, there are moments that, hey, you, you don't need help, you need healing. Right? People, and sometimes we, we provide so much help that they don't, they don't, they don't stretch for healing. And I'm going to tell you something, there is a price to be paid once you get healed. I mean, think about this guy. This guy's been sitting around begging his whole life and now here, here come these two guys, and, and they're, gonna, they're, gonna, they're not going to give him what he wants. They're going to give him what he needs. But he has to be willing to pay the price to receive what he needs. Because, I've, you know, I've been sitting here begging. I've probably got a license. Probably I'm set up. I can beg. But now if I'm healed, I can't beg. Now I've got to go to work. See, a lot of us in, in, in church life, we, we, we get carried uh, in, into the sanctuary. Somebody's carried us here. We get plopped down on a chair, and, and, and we come to see what we can get. And I'm preaching a lot better than you're amen. 
we, we come in to see what we can get because we need help. And we, we, we want, you know, we, we'd like to receive some pity. You don't need pity. You need power. Right? You don't need help. You need healing. And, and, and you need to get over that, that offense, that thing that's off-ended you. You need, to get, you, need, you need to get past that so you can make it to your healing. And, and Peter and John, man, you know, they, they walk up there and, and they tell him, and it's really cool. What verse are we on? Uh, go to the verse 3. It's, it, it's uh, you know, he, he's asking for money. He knows what he wants, but they know what he needs. Look at the next one. And, and Peter looked straight at him, and, and so did John, and said, look at us. You know what we're going to be? We're, we're going to be? We're going to be a body of believers that the world can look at. Look at us. Man, we've faced some of, some, some of the life challenges that you have too, but we got up and walked out of it. And I'm telling you that right now in the middle of your storm, that, that, that if you can reach out and take a hold of the hand of Jesus himself, he'll lift you up and you can walk right out of the hole that the enemy's trying to bury you in. And he said, he, he said silver, remember silver, silver, I can't even talk. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have. Remember, he didn't say such as I can go and get. No, he said, you know what? We got something. Look at us. We've got something. You need to have a confidence on the inside of you that, that can look at the world and say, oh, you got it. You know what? I'm not, I'm, not afraid. I'm not afraid to put it out here on the line. Dude, you can follow me any day of the week you want. Pick a day, show up, and you can follow me. And I'm not going to be a whole lot different than I am right here. This is it. What are we going to find if we drop in on you? Come on, I'm talking about how to live by faith. The just are going to live by faith. And, and, and see, one of the tendencies of isolation is to get the eyes off of you. You're going to live a secret life. Then you have your church life. But I'm telling you what that will do is that will paralyze you. You won't be able to go where you should be going. And if you can't get to where you should be at, you can't do what you've been created to do. Now, you know, he, said, he said, look at us. And, and the guy fixed his attention on, on them. And, and, he, and he reached out and, and, he, and he took him by the hand. Remember what he said? Rise up and walk. Rise up and walk. Okay, tonight you got to get this, man. If, if you're, if you're going to live by faith, check it out. You, you're not going to live alone. There's something about us. There's something about the, the, the future. Look, there's no coincidence, right, in the Hebrew language. And, and I don't think it's a coincidence, okay? This isn't, these things aren't just like, you know, life. I still think with God that all things are going to work together for good for those who love him and those who are called according to his purpose. I really believe that whatever the enemy intended for evil, that God's going to reach in there and he's going to turn it, he's going to use it for good. I really don't think that, that, that it's a coincidence that when we pray that results happen. I don't, I don't think it's a coincidence that, that when we speak to the mountains, they, 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 they are leveled out. I don't think it's a coincidence. I, I like what Lauren said one time. He said, if you think it's all a coincidence, it is. Go home and try to have one. Okay. Uh, uh, it's not a coincidence. And I don't think it's a coincidence that you can't even spell the word future with only one U. So you ain't going to get no future with only one U. It's going to have to at least be two U's. Hello? In order for it to make any sense, 
there's got to be more than one you. And, and you're going you, you're gonna to you're gonna have to rise up. It, that simply means change your perspective. I love Isaiah 60, verse 1. It says, arise from the state of depression in which circumstances have kept you. Rise to a new life. Rise to a new life. I'm telling you that God's calling us. And he's speaking to us and he's reaching out and he's saying, come on, rise up, change your perspective. Go ahead and let, let me change the way that you're thinking. Let, let me work on, 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 on your thought processes, on, on, your, on, on your mindset. Let, let, let me give you a different, I need to change your perspective because you need to rise up and walk. You, 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 need to, you need to engage in the journey. You need to start taking steps. You need to move from that position with your hand out because God wants to flow through you. He, he, he doesn't mind flowing to you, but he needs to be able to flow through you. And the reality is, is that in Genesis, when he was speaking to Abraham, he said, man, uh, all the families of the earth shall be blessed by you. You know, as we, as we, as we embark on, on, on a fresh holiday season, I, I just want to speak this in, in, into our body. Man, let's get up. Let's get up and let's start moving and, and let's, let's let God flow through us. You know, uh, in order to be a blessing to everybody, well, obviously you're going to have to be blessed. Because if you're not blessed, you can't bless anybody. And so, you, you know, here we go and we're, we're, we're pressing in and, and, and you know, we, we're going to give away hundreds of toys and we're going to impact hundreds of families. Man, 275 families were fed in the parking lot last week. It's awesome. I just, you know, every time I come to church, they, they want my money. Thank God you got some. Man, you know, it ain't what we're trying to get from you. It's what we want God to be able to flow through you. And we, we get out from under that depression and start, start enjoying the journey, man. Here's the deal is that if the enemy can, he's going to distract you with the thing that seems to have the ability to paralyze you. There's something. There's always, isn't there always something? There's always something that makes, it, makes you feel like, well, now I can't move. Baloney. Man, I'm going to do everything God's spoken to me to do. And I don't care what it looks like, feels like, smells like, tastes like. I'm getting her done. Remember, remember, remember the, the, the widow woman that, uh, and God's speaking to his prophet. And, and uh, you know, he's been feeding him with birds from the sky, the airmail, man. And, and then, the, you know, the creek dries up and he says, listen, you're going to go visit a widow woman who's already said she'll take care of you. Remember that story? Send the Bible. Some of you guys should read your Bible. It's really cool. And in there, there's a story, and, and, and he says, I've already talked to a widow woman, and she's going to sustain you. I asked her if she would, and she said, you betcha. But by the time he gets there, the lady that's going to sustain him, when he says, what are you doing? She says, I'm making a pancake for me and the kid, and we're going to die. Because by the time he gets there, she's down to nothing. Well, wait a minute. How's she going to sustain him? Well, because God... When, when, when God places great demand on your life, he backs it up with great supply. Hello, somebody. And, but, but the enemy's trying to get her to look at what she's got in her hand and like it ain't enough. No, God's with her. He's already asked her to do something and she's already said, okay. Thank God she has some character. 
I guarantee you the day that God spoke to the widow woman, she had a ton. I promise you that the day that God came down and visited her and said, hey, I'm going to send somebody, I'm going to send one of my men to your house. I bet when she looked in the cupboards, they were packed. Will you take care of him? Yeah. You bet. He didn't wait till she was out. He talked to her when she was full. And when he got there, she opens the cupboard again. <laughs> See this walking by faith thing? And it's not by sight. I can't live by what I see. I got to live by what I heard. And if you, that's why you got to get this word in you because you have to hear from God. Because what it's going to look like, it's going to look like it ain't going to work. It's going to look like, well, we can't do that anymore. There was this moment when, when we could kind of imagine it. Well, but wait, God's doing two things, right? He's growing his kingdom. And he's, and he's developing your mindset. He's, he's growing your imagination. Why? Because with God, all things are possible. No word from God will ever fail. And he's given you an opportunity. Just like this guy. Man, he, hey, check it out. This guy, they pulled him up to his feet. And, you know, about verse 8, he's leaping Dancing, praising God. Verse 11, he's leaning. Uh, he's leaning. He's, he's reconnected to him. But, hey, I, I know how to walk. I'm just not sure where to go from here. And, and, and so he's kind of like propped up there. And uh, this is all a new thing, and it's kind of scary. But, he, but he's going to have to walk this thing out. And this might be a new thing for you, and it might be kind of scary. But you're going to have to walk this thing out. And let me tell you something about the, about the normal church attenders. You would think that the church would be happy. Go read the story. No, they're irritated. When you, and I, when you and I are taking steps of faith together, it just drives the religious people nuts. Because they want to point out everything that's wrong. And, and if, if, you're not, if you're not careful, you'll get into that mindset. And what does that do? That causes you to begin to detach from the us. See, you were dead. We are alive. Now, let me make sure that you get that you see what I'm saying. If you go back to you, you're moving the wrong way. If you press into us, there's life. Let me tell you where your life is at. In these people that God's positioned around you, they're not here by coincidence. What are we going to do? We're going to walk together. We're going to rise up. Get out from under the depression in which circumstances have kept you. Come on. We're on our way to a new life. 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 Come on. We're going to change the world. We're on our, we're on our way to a new life. We're going to change the world together. Come on. I said we're going to change the world together. Together we're better. We're going to change the world together. We are on our way to a new life. I want you to close your book and bow your head. And if you're in this room, and, 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 and I just want to make this so simple. We're going to pray together. Some of you guys, you know what? You, man, you, you've been doing life kind of like solo. You've been in the church, but not a part of it. You've been around the body, but not 
but, but not a member of the body. You know, it's, it's like uh, may, maybe years ago, I don't know, may, maybe, maybe you started, but something came, and, and, and you, know, you know that it's time for you to rise up and walk. You know it's time. We're going to pray this prayer together. You know, maybe, maybe you've never walked with God before. Then make this prayer your prayer. Maybe you've, maybe you've let things offend you. And it's time to get past that so that you can reach your healing. Then make this prayer your prayer. Maybe you just need to accept and embrace the reality that it's God who's working in us. Make this prayer your prayer. Well, nobody's looking around. If you're here tonight, you say, Pastor Tom, this, this is my launching point. I'm ready to go places I've never been able to reach before. I'm going to make this prayer my prayer. If that's you, while no one's looking, just hold your hand up. I just want to agree with you in prayer. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. It's awesome. Thanks. Thank you. So cool. Thank you. You can put them down. Anybody else? Say, okay, I I need to get my life right with God. I need God life. No more games. I'm going to get real with God so God can be real with me. When everybody in this place pray this, just say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me strength. Give me vision. I choose to live for you every day of my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, give God one more big praise.